2: What's up to all of our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? I'm Johnny Destructo. You're here currently enjoying the Spoiler Alert podcast, wherein we will talk about this week's books, probably some uh, pop culture stuff. And it's going to be a blast, whether or not you want it to be. You're going you're gonna to enjoy it so much, you're going to crap someone else's pants. I'm your host, Johnny Destructo. With me this week is Noel.
3: Hi. Uh, it's rather presumptuous to think that everyone's enjoying it like second number two, <laughs> but I feel what you're saying. Are you enjoying it? I always enjoy- See? Breathing. Oh. So my, my mm-hmm. bar is super low. At all Very
2: time. low, I see. Yeah. <laughs> Anything above that is, is just cheesecake. I, yeah, I <laughs> uh, also
4: with us this week is Len. Hey, what's up everybody? How's your boy? This is Len aka The Bad Tribble. Uh, I just want to let you know, ladies and gentlemen, If you could see and listen to the four of us before we go live, you will see proof positive that you will never, ever see a movie that begins with the statement, and a gang of geeks terrorize the city. Because (laughs) these geeks, we ain't terrorizing (laughs) anything. We can't even clap together.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The sound will sink on its own, it's fine.
2: (laughs) We're all riddled with the clap, but even still, we cannot we cannot make the motion simultaneously. Yeah. Also with us this week is Brian
0: Lieb. You're right. You're right, J.D. I am with you this week, and I've been enjoying it since the moment that you instructed us to.
2: <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. That's all right. Like. Yeah.
4: Uh, well, uh, wait a minute. I, like, I, I got a, I got a thing. Noel gets introduced as Noel, and I get introduced as Len, but yeah. why does Brian get his full government put out there? I know, every show. I know the answer to this. I know the answer to this. Oh. Because
3: is? he is he is Brian Lieb of the famed Brian Lieb designs.
4: Yeah. That's all. The uh. I'm sorry. The Brian Leib.
0: Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I do introduce myself sometimes with the article. I'm I'm the Brian Leib.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm sure you've heard of me. And they say, <laughs> yes. yes. Why did you introduce yourself? We knew who you were a mile away. Yes.
2: I'm I'm your I'm your mother.
1: <laughs> you don't have
2: to call yourself the Brian Lieb every time
1: <laughs> so, like
2: That is, is implied, it's fine
1: <laughs> it's
2: uh, Christopher events. Goodnight is already uh, in the chat saying No baby for JD yet And I can't tell if it's, that's a question Or like, is it his fault?
3: <laughs> like, is
2: he like, no no baby yeah. for JD yet Not it till works. I'm
3: good and ready He's, uh, he's, he's in denial, like, he's not ready yep. for it yet He's very stressed about your fatherhood.
2: (laughs) Uh, Dan H. says, good morning. Hi, Dan H. Brian needs to get a stepladder and hang some posters on either side of that metal (laughs) railing behind him. (laughs) I'll tell you
0: what. I'll tell you what. uh, (laughs) Like, to my right and my left, I got a lot of cool looking stuff. Sure. But you can't see it. And also, unfortunately, I have to move soon. So I'm not going to do that.
3: <laughs> but um. <laughs> fair enough.
0: Yeah. What did you do your last
3: month? Well, I decorated. Yeah, uh, got it right. I got it just right. Everything's got it exactly great. how I wanted, and then I just <laughs> yeah. kind of left.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what's up, action figure expert? How you doing, buddy? Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. We uh, usually would throw it to the letter section of the of the show. Uh, we don't have any letters, we so don't we're have gonna letters. move straight like no us. letters. No, no one likes us. It's true. Um, So uh, there is something I want to mention. And that is, if you go to the YouTube page right now, or maybe after this show, uh, we have done a video where we, it's like nine minutes of us opening Christmas presents from Carl Carl's longtime listener of the show who mailed us a lovely, uh, what would you call it a gift package from Australia. Yes, I would call so, them gifts.
0: Yeah, I would, I would call them gifts. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and in a package.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, packages <laughs> within packages. So uh, that was a lot of fun. Thank you, Carl. Uh, and the first book we're going to do is one of the books that he sent all of us. He sent all of us Adventure Illustrated from Cyclone Comics. And they're it's uh, signed. And uh, this is an Australian comic book from King Comics. Which is, I think, a comic shop slash publisher. And uh, yeah. So uh, it's got this is an anthology series, it looks like, <laughs> which brings together the first story, brings together a bunch of different disparate characters, Australian characters, uh, for a big team up.
3: Yeah. I did a, I did a tiny bit of research, and this was actually a Kickstarter. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah, so I think it was a bunch of public domain characters uh, with history and legacy and lore in Australia that they kickstarted together to create kind of this anthology book. I don't know if there's an issue too yet, but it's intended, to, obviously, if you guys read it, it's intended to be uh, an anthology ongoing. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Well, well
2: as it, Carl Carl's made sure to tell us at least four times, we're not getting any more packages, so uh,
4: <laughs> we won't be seeing any more issues of
0: uh, never again. Adventure Illustrated. And I've never yeah. seen this on sale in the U.S., so...
4: Well, um, it only just published November twenty of twenty twenty, so it's oh, okay. yeah. fairly recent, pretty new.
0: Now, no, did you happen to come across? Is King's Comics like a comic store that has decided to venture into? I didn't look publishing?
3: In, I didn't uh-huh. look into the publishing. I didn't look into uh, the characters' histories, and I didn't look into the into the creators. I just kind of did a cursory search in order to figure out how to articulate the mm-hmm. solicitation, and mm-hmm. I ended up finding out like it was kickstarted late. 2019, it just kind of got fulfilled. It was a whole thing. Oh, cool.
4: Well, I don't know if King Comics is a comic book store, but they obviously um, are ready for whatever because they put their address dead on the back. Like yeah. it's not even in like the small print. It is right there. Come find us, bruh. Yeah. Clarence Something's Street, pointing right at it. Sydney, the yeah. Just,
3: boom. That's Flash Domingo. That's yeah. his. Uh, well, that's just freaking oh. paw. Oh, right. Yeah, come I didn't see he had me. Metal
0: so, and, well, the reason that I wondered if it was a comic store is that one of the bags um, said "King's Comics" on it. One of the bags that we yes. got these in, and so I wonder if they are a story that was like, "Hey, we could do the, we hey, can get into it."
3: I uh, how much you want to, you know? I, yeah, sure. How much you want to bet that they were part of the Kickstarter and they got a bunch of, and then Carl Carl's hooked us up. Maybe I don't want to bet. A, I don't want to bet on it. No, I'm not. Do you want to bet on that? I feel like it was. A, <laughs> it's a solid conjecture based on absolutely no evidence other than. Yeah. Mm. Circular. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I heard I heard that King's Comics was created from Jews using a space laser. <laughs> Jesus.
0: Yeah, we create a lot of stuff. It's cool.
3: Well, I mean, yeah. I, wait, hang on. <laughs>
2: you guys are space <laughs> lasering everything.
3: I mean, that's where all the wildfires in Australia <laughs> yeah. came from. They were trying to get at King's Comics.
0: And we did. Yeah. Oh, Got my God, that stuff. Oh. Awful. <laughs> that stuff is so...
4: Carl, is this what you supporting. were? Is this what you were looking this for when you sent point? us these very thoughtful gifts? <laughs> this sparkly <laughs> repartee on your, <laughs> your home. Yeah,
0: yeah. Let me. Uh, you know, we thanked him on the video, but I want to thank him here again. These were like really well thought out, uh, yeah, yeah. like very personalized and very cool and exciting gifts. We got this comic, and he and he got us an individual thing each.
1: That's
2: true.
0: Yeah.
3: If you want to um, find out more, watch the video.
1: Yeah. Do I'm it. Telling you here.
3: Yeah. Uh, no, but what after, you think of this comic book? Um, it was fun. It, it's an anth- so like you have to kind of turn your brain into a different setting for an anthology book, knowing that mm-hmm. it's going to be fractions of stories. Not mm-hmm. unlike how my brain functions differently when it comes to single issue series or an OGN. You have more patience or less patience with something based off what it is. So I knew right off the bat that this is going to be a butt ton of teasers. So like I was able to just kind of like stick into that and I paid more attention to, because these are all creators. I have absolutely no idea who they are They're I've never read or seen any of their art. Um, I was overall, I was was impressed. I was impressed because they were, they're very short, but they're very, very specific in tone. Um, So the first one is very much uh, a retread of like pulpy, Weirdness with all kinds of guys and, and co- guys and gals in colorful costumes talking about like what happened to Flash Domingo, which is a p- sentient platypus with robotic arms,
2: with a very uh, strange accent.
3: Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I started reading him and hearing him as Jar Jar Binks. No, the uh, <laughs> the chancellors in uh, Phantom Menace. Oh. The, oh,
0: so hmm. a different Star Wars character from the same movie, though.
3: Yeah. The um, trade <laughs> yeah. negotiation guys or the yeah. Trade Federation? Who, who the Trade Federation. Characters? Yeah. I started hearing them as the Trade Federation, which is kind of problematic, but still, like, for yeah. some reason, that's what I heard.
0: Well, now um, it might be. Like, I just figured it was an Australian dialect with which we are not familiar being caught, copy- You know, I mean, I who knows? Know. But, yeah.
3: I don't know. but um. It was, anyway, it was cute, and and I there were so many weird choices. Like, I wasn't exactly sure if this is for adults or if it's for kids or if it's all ages because you've got these bright, colorful characters, and then all of a sudden, you know, the big monster has a ball gag
4: for no reason. Yeah. Well,
3: yeah. so there is know. a reason.
4: Man, well, yeah, that's, that's true. A that's, very that's a very good point. That is true.
3: I, did I miss it? Yeah.
0: I mean, that was yeah, there were actually absolutely. two entities, right? In the oh, ball that's gate, right, the, the ball gag. Yeah.
3: Okay, yeah, okay. But <laughs> it's just the visual of it, though. It's just like, this is a real specific joke. All right. <laughs> but then, um, so I, I enjoyed that. But I, for some reason, I loved the middle one. The oh. Alan Moore under the sea. The Alan Moore? Yeah, that was cool. Comes up to just <laughs> tell everyone they're fucking stupid. Yeah. And then goes back. I actually thought that was pretty funny yeah uh, and then the lead out is like a joke
0: yeah. like a bunch of questions like yeah. who is this guy what does he oh, want yeah. none of these things will be answered it is issue number two
1: yeah <laughs> was fun.
3: I thought that was <laughs> wonderful um the third one I think was kind of the weakest I um the the landscape uh layouts it was it, the art was really nice but some of the characters looked like they didn't belong together in the same comic because they were just <laughs> depicted differently and um I really liked the coloring on it, like the 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 red, the the choices for red and what was red. I was looking for meaning, even if it wasn't there. It was still really pretty. Um, yeah, no. Overall, this was a solid package. I enjoyed it.
4: Nice. See, it's interesting that you said like uh, I too, I found myself enjoying the Alan Moore one because that was just like balls out funny. And if and if and if there was any doubt whether or not this was an all ages book or for adults, uh, the you know the vision of Alan Moore and his member definitely let me know like oh <laughs> oh that was the
3: dangling
4: is... PP. <laughs> right <laughs> this is for, you know I I see who this is for um you know the the but the it's it's funny that you said like the Flash Domingo character is a little problematic I found the last. Um, Story, The Gorilla Land one Uh a little problematic um, in that it felt like some old 30s, 40s Tarzan movie ripoff with like some very strong uh, racist and and, and prejudiced overtones in it. Um, That being said, however, I still found myself you know, enjoying it for the most part, enjoying the just the the audacity of it the <laughs> uh, the, the art still kind of sucked me in a little bit as much as they all definitely look like caricatures i was still with that um it felt you know the, there was an energy there was a fluidity um considering how as much as happening on the page i didn't lose track of what was happening or how to read it um there was some adult humor. There was kid humor. There was some attempts at suspense. Um, the early uh, first couple of pages that are like this drill down to this scene of the skeleton standing in front of this huge oh, door. Right. I thought I thought that yeah. was extremely well done and um, it thought out from a, a cinematic point of view. So I really enjoyed that and, and especially enjoyed that seeing that that was the end, the end of the books. So I was like, oh, th- that definitely has me primed for more. Um, and then speaking I, to the one, just last thing, just speaking to uh, the main writer, I think, Gary Shaloner, who is actually one of the people that that signed the, the book for us. I think to your point, Noel, he does write most of these stories in a different tone. And mm-hmm. therefore, the Seems like, you know, um, I would be interested in following his writing. It was pretty cool.
3: Yeah, um, I the last I didn't I didn't mention like the last story has problematic aspects to it. But in a weird way. If they were if he was attempting to create these different tones and them to be very specific pastiches of very specific times in culture or in, in entertainment he captured them accurately as to how they were treated before. So Mm -hmm. in a really weird way, they're problematic, but successfully problematic. Do you know what I mean? Like when you watch a movie now from the fifties and how they treat certain things, it's like, Oh, Oh, okay. All right. Like it's, it's not cool, but they were going for that. Mm -hmm. We
0: we also don't know, like this is, Hardly a full story, and we don't right. know which tropes will be subverted if exactly, if any, but exactly. it's possible. Yeah, yeah,
3: but but there's a it was, um, it's a very successful or, um, the execution was, was very of a time,
1: hmm. yeah,
3: successfully so. That it was even like, how he oh, treats
0: like not just the the indigenous peoples of that you know of that island, but like the way that that one guy talks to his associate is is like straight from that kind of movie that kind of thing Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah just the the way that that flash domingo and all the other um you know like it's it's very like you know toots and rod and check this out like it's it's very of a specific era and
0: we also don't know like i am not that conversant with the culture that produced this comic and what of that is um seen in a different light there and you know I mean maybe Toots is something They call everybody All the time I don't think so But I, <laughs> You not, know what I mean I'm
3: not I'm not Attempting to litigate No 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 I'm just, just bringing
0: that up As a You know Just a reality of it Like this is coming From somewhere else It reminds me of When I got a book From England once And I, I was uh, Told by my stepdad That they often Translate things Even though they're It's written in English They'll be like idioms That you know One guy was like I wouldn't trade that For a big clock And I was like Well Is that an option? Right. Oh, I saw uh, what Action Figure Expert said. Actually, King's Comics was made by a pastor that could turn into a dinosaur, which I cannot figure out any reference to that and can only assume that that is the actual story then. Is it Velocipastor? Velocipastor?
4: What kind of dinosaur? Dude, let me tell you. The Black Tribbles just did 30 minutes on Velocipastor this past Thursday. It is actually a thing, this movie.
0: But is that a real yeah. thing? I thought yeah. Noel just made it up real no, quick.
4: Yeah, no, it it's is, a movie oh. <laughs> it's a movie. It's a movie. It's insane. I've only seen the trailer, so I don't know how real, real, real it is, but it's insane. It's bananas. It's bonkers.
3: It's, a, it's available on Prime. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. yeah All right.
3: J.D., what um, did you think? Of this yeah. Yeah. Yes. You. Yeah, you didn't say what you thought. <laughs> It was
2: fine.
1: <laughs> All right. Sweet. Uh,
2: I, I thought the middle one was the best of them. Um, I think, yeah. I didn't finish the third of the of the intri- um, entries in this mm. book. Uh, and the first one, I was just kind of like, it was, it was fine. It was cute. Mm. Uh, the art was nice. The coloring was great. I can't say I reacted emotionally to any of it. Mm. Yeah. But I would certainly appreciate the effort. That
0: um, it it reminded us. me of a boom time in the '90s for comics when you got a lot of stuff like this that uh, you'd never heard of before. And most times mm-hmm. because they didn't exist, but sometimes because they were doing something from public domain. Um, and that was a that was a fun aspect of it. I wonder in the first story how many of those characters have interacted before this. Yeah, you know, were these like characters like a 2000 AD thing where. They're all owned by the same people, but I don't have a lot of knowledge of 2008. AD, but that's my I, understanding of it. I
3: almost think this is funny thinking of it as like a bargain bin League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. This is a 10-cent <laughs> yeah. rack version of that. It's like the first story, which I think is kind of funny.
0: Yeah. Yeah, It was, It. I think the tongue-in-cheek tone is definitely what mm-hmm. they were going for. Oh, guys, we didn't even bring up Dark Claw... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <the>, uh, <laughs> amalgam Batman and Wolverine, or I think Noel also pointed out that he is very similar to the um, Wolverine Batman. Uh, no, sorry, the Wolverine from X twenty three. Did you guys yeah. also realize or notice they use the name Adam West in one of yeah. these? Yeah, yeah, the that was dossiers, interesting.
3: Which did you read all of those? I I skimmed them. Yeah, I skimmed them. I, yeah, like, uh-huh, I, skimmed
0: uh-huh, them. Uh-huh. I got to a point where like I would read when you could read it entirely, and you know, but it kind of cuts off. I'll tell you the Alan Moore thing. I didn't get that at all. I uh, was picturing Rasputin
3: oh. the
4: whole time. Wow, I was like, really? Yeah, yeah, I, also yeah. think
3: of, I also think of Alan Moore as Rasputin. So. Oh, yeah, maybe.
0: I mean,
4: yeah. Well, uh, well Alan Moore thinks going of going Alan Moore as Rasputin. So there you go. Uh, he's,
3: he's, yeah, he's, he's unkilled. I think he has also been poisoned and stabbed and burnt and still is kicking.
4: How could he Vandal have avoided that at this
2: point? Yeah. <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah. All right, yeah.
2: thank you so much for sending those books. Uh, it was really awesome, Carl Carls. I, myself, have a John Constantine noir graphic novel to read, which I'm very excited about, so thank you. Uh, let's move on to The Other History of the DC Universe, number two from DC Comics, written by John Ridley with art by Giuseppe Comencoli and Andrea Cucci? No, sure. it's not Cucci? All right.
3: I mean, if, if it's Italian, yeah. What's the C-U-C-C-I? Yeah.
2: Before the new Teen Titans, there were the original Teen Titans in the tumultuous 1970s in an America that was very different than today, but in many ways all too familiar. The trials and tribulations of these young heroes were witnessed by two of DC's first black superheroes, Karen Beecher Duncan, better known as Bumblebee, and Mal Duncan, even if their versions of events are often at odds. And across that decade, they fought for their seats at the Titans table while joining the battle against injustice. The long awaited miniseries continues to look at the mythology of the DC universe as seen through the prism of DC superheroes who come from traditionally disenfranchised groups. Uh, The first issue of this that we did was from the point of view of Black Lightning. And it's probably one of my favorite single issues of last year so i was really excited to read this i know little to nothing about bumblebee and mal duncan other than what i saw on the young justice cartoon (laughs) which is my first interaction with those guys and i was like who who are these kids on campus with either of them really wow yeah i i did did not know like i I i think i'd probably seen her but as far as like a story with them involved Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Young Justice. So I was kind of curious to see how this was going to play out. And while I think, you know, this might be my own interaction with the the piece itself, but my uh, version of the issue one was kind of like an overarching look at the DC universe. And I thought that was really engaging and it brought about a different perspective of the DC universe. This is very specifically steeped in the Titans, And so I don't know if I would be able to recommend this second issue as highly as I recommend the first issue, even though I joint uh, enjoyed it almost as much. Uh, I, I do not have a lot of silver age, um, silver age. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I came in on the modern age with, um, the Marv Wolfman stuff. So I don't have a lot of early Titans, uh, experience, but this was awesome. This was great. And I actually gasped out loud at one point, um, which was, which was a neat response uh, wait, when, when wait, they wait. came to the, the wedding. Oh. And she says, nobody came to our wedding. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? None of the Titans? <laughs> and meanwhile, it's on a double page spread of Donna Troy's wedding where everybody's there. So um, yeah, a little heartbreaking, this story, but uh, I really enjoyed it. It was really well done engaging all the way through. It's very text heavy, so be aware, You know, switch your brain to a different calibration when you're about to open up one of these issues. It's a lot of text, but boy, is it worth it. I thought this was great. What did you think, Brian?
0: Um, I also enjoyed it. I did not enjoy it quite as much as I enjoyed the first one. I yeah. think I just, Black Lightning is a cooler character for me. You know what I mean? Like there, and, and now that you mentioned it, somewhat of it just being you know, like an overview of the DC universe. Um, but, uh, but I did really like it still, you know, I still thought it was really good. Uh, it, I think I noticed more in this one, that thing that sometimes, um, retrospective history comics do where they reframe something that happened that wasn't that at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I have no idea how Mal and, and, um, I don't even remember her codename, Bumblebee. Camp. Bumblebee. Camp. Um I also didn't know she was the first black female superhero. Um, and, and But I think that is accurate, right? Like, that is not just in the DC universe. Um, but, uh, what was I saying? The, uh, right, so they reframe stuff. Like, I have no idea how they got married. It probably happened off-panel, and they just later were like, oh, yeah, they're married. It's not like there was a story where the Titans didn't go to... I- Mm-hmm. Their that's wedding. The, that's
4: that's also that's the idea. Yeah. yeah,
0: sure, but but a lot of stuff happens off panel. You know what I mean. Yeah. I'm just saying that this is one of those this is one of those stories that's like we are looking at it in a modern lens and are going to reframe certain things that happened. I, um, I, I, not as I a actually, plus or a minus, but it I is that kind think,
3: of story. I actually think that's one of the strongest story points here, though the fact that mm. they are consistently off panel, and the story mm. of this is right, that telling from the out, like telling from out, out of bounds, every, when like they're allowed to be in the story and we'll reflect sure. on that. But this whole thing is about what they're doing on the fringes yeah. and how segregating that is.
0: Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, maybe a better example would be when, um, when Mal fights the angel of death and gets Gabriel's horn and Karen is like, I, I don't, don't think that happened. It was like, well, then how did you get the horn? What do you you mean you don't think that happened You know the specter probably I don't know you've seen him Um, That being said um, Yeah I thought it was It was really cool and I had to look up To see some of these things are real world things Like the uh, guy Attacking somebody with the flag Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah uh, So yeah yeah, that was interesting I also I really liked how They have one impression Of Superman introducing Supergirl And then, you know, it's not a particularly kind impression of why he kept her hidden for so long. But then when it comes to her dying, they are like, oh, I had he knows loss on such a great scale. He was he was afraid, you know, that that kind of thing. I thought that that was pretty cool. That was um, a very subtle sort of emotional beat. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought their response to Cyborg was. Uh, layered. This particular page is also very well done with him, oh, Cyborg, yeah. and just the Cyborg parts. Um, it was very layered. It was like, we really liked it. We appreciated Cyborg was on there, and they were very happy when he became the team leader, but also at the same time, like, why didn't they call Mal and Karen? Um, could there only be one Black guy on the team at a time? You know, that, which probably is a real world thing, you know, yeah. that they probably didn't want more than one black person on the team at the time, is my guess.
2: Uh, that's what I was saying to, Su- part of what uh, I was saying to Sushan yesterday I was explaining how much I like this book is, they, uh, the book, the characters are also dealing with editorial decisions mm-hmm. that are made from DC Comics, and how even those real world decisions about the comics line itself have affected these fictional characters who are still down there experiencing it and not quite understanding that there were editorial decisions, um, which I thought was really, really cool. I thought that
0: was one of the most interesting, parts, like a way to do commentary on real world experience through something, like through this fictional thing, but that is inherently related to the real world reality of that. Like the page you have up now, Donna and, um, I forget that guy's name.
1: Terry.
0: Terry, Donna and Terry's wedding. you know, the the real reason that all those things happened is that they wanted to make a story about the marriage of Donna Troy, and so all these characters came together and made sure that it wouldn't happen, you know, no mm-hmm. problems would happen. There's all story reasons, but from inside the story, it's like, why didn't they do any of that for our wedding? Right, <laughs> I mean, would, yeah. That would have been nice, you know? Yeah, that's what yeah.
2: I literally gasped when I
4: was reading and I was like...
1: <gasps> yeah, yeah. Len!
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, as I acknowledged earlier earlier before we started recording i did not get a chance to read oh that's book. right um don't no, no, it's fine it's fine because i have flipped through it and uh, just looking at what you've done um from an artistic level this you know uh is right up there with the black lightning I- issue one um hmm. i think e- this one even has more fun recreating actual scenes and art styles from dc history um a lot of george perez um lifts in here because it's dealing with titans that page that you're showing with superman holding supergirl is a george perez lift the very you know layered page of cyborg is a george perez lift um uh it, like there's a lot of there's a, there's a very cool Nick Cardi lift with um Aqu- Aqualad punches out Robin it's really cool i was asked, i'm very interested in, i started reading this and i can see that this is right right what i was hoping for one i love the two different points of view which immediately introduces you to who the characters of Mal and Karen are because they have been so infrequently seen throughout DC history. There's not really any true sense of who they are as a character, what their voices sound like, you know, except if maybe you've watched young justice and even then, let's be honest, they're not the focal points of those of that show either in any way. So, um, this is the first time you really get to hear their voices since the 70s when they were more integral to the Teen Titans. And as someone who read the Teen Titans then, I'll be honest, they got the short riff there as well. So I was wondering whether or not this book was going to have commentary on that. In looking at it, and reliefing through it the little bit that I did and listening to you brothers, I can tell that it did, which means that John Ridley is a man that has done his homework and is not shying away from, um, going some places where other people have not gone before. And this may not be your exact cup of tea because you didn't grow up with the Titans. And maybe, you know, um, This story might not resonate with you, but if you read it and if you have any even just a a, a bare minimum uh, uh, inkling of DC history, I think there are lots of points in here that will hit home that like with JD will be like a thunder strike uh, to you. And you'd be like oh my god i never thought it th- that way and get you looking at dc history from a totally different point of view uh the the only thing i can knock on this is just again i said this about the first issue and i say this about this as beautiful as these layouts are this font is tiny so you yeah. definitely <laughs> yeah. you definitely I, want to break out your magnifying glasses for it it's well not it's not good as, for not a, a digital said. reader
3: it's not as bad physically because it's it's yeah. an oversized – it's a super right. prestige, so it's it's an oversized yeah. book. But um, I, I agree with you guys almost exclude like completely. Uh, there's two things that I do want to add though. Um, one, the – we didn't mention it, but the other conflict about the whole cyborg thing, which I think is really fascinating that they touch on, is this – when it comes to underserviced populations – you're not even allowed to really have those nuanced conversations of why not me, because it would be perceived as taking mm. down that other tokenized mm-hmm. individual. So they had this weird internal guilt and 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 selfishness like this. They wanted to conso- uh, reconcile their selfishness of like, well, why not us? But you couldn't do it publicly because then mm, you right. would be uh, trying to tear down someone else uh, of of the underserved population, which is still something that happens today. It's like you can't um, uh, criticize without it becoming a larger thing, or you can't question without it becoming a larger thing. And I thought that was really, really fascinating. It almost like happened between the panels. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, I I think Karen's specifically was very complex in that, in that way. Like more so than Mal, um, she has multiple feelings and like a progression of her feelings about different topic. You know, she's like, I, you know, I I feel both of these ways at one time, you know, kind of. Yeah. Which is, which is
3: great that they were successfully able to do it here and it's a conversation you don't see really in comics, let alone popular fiction often. Hmm. And I actually like this issue better than the first one. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I loved the, um, the dual perspectives and how they they fought off of each other. It was a really, really cool story conflict that didn't exist in the first one. You only had the one Mm -hmm. point of view of Jefferson's. And then towards the end of it, you kind of got the point of view of Jon Stewart, but it was still very Mm -hmm. much just Jefferson's story. This was really, really cool because you were stuck in the middle of what the truth is because these other two characters have their versions of truth. Which is like page one,
0: you know, where I think Mal is like, well, she wasn't there for a lot of this. And she's like, I was there for most of it. Don't worry worry about that.
3: If I was going to give a knock to this book at all, it's a it's a minor nitpick, but there were some points in the in the narration where I wasn't sure, are they in the same room when they're telling their mm. stories? Are they... Because uh, mm. there are some points where they react on each other, and then there's other points when they speak to what this other person thinks. Mm. So there were sometimes I thought, like, oh, well, maybe they're both in the same room, the physical same room, kind of talking the story. Mm. But then there were other times when it was just like, they're separate now. So... One of them went to get a coffee. Yeah, it was a little <laughs> bit of like, a, there was a little bit of like, it wasn't enough to like stop me, but it was a little bit of like static as to trying to think outside, like the fourth wall mm. kind of like, how's this structured? Oh but yeah, I just thought of it, it was as a like,
0: talking to the camera,
3: Yeah, you know, but, like kind of. Confessional. But yeah. the way that, the way that s- mm. they react to each other's confessional, mm. uh, sometimes true. it's in yeah. real time, sometimes it's after the fact, and sometimes mm. it's not at all. So I'm wondering, like, it made me wonder, like, structurally, what the deal. Well, you know what,
4: you know what, that, and again, I didn't read it, but just leafing through it, I did see some of that, and it that read to me just real quickly as almost is like you're watching this documentary, and there are Mm -hmm. moments when they're talking because they're in the room, and there are moments when the producers show them what the other person said about this yeah. and mm. the person's like oh no he's lying let me tell you the real deal you know so <laughs> yeah. that's the that's the way that i i, I look at that now, i
3: i i would recommend i would recommend this issue hard like mm. uh, I, more not more so than but jefferson was an easier character to start with because he is probably the most known of mm-hmm. of black superheroes right of, of superheroes of color for so it, it
1: was
3: it was um but not or like cyborg is still a little bit too modern for oh the story sure point. So, yeah it wouldn't true. work
0: for him to be the first one yeah, yeah yeah
3: so um I understand that being like the one to kind of draw you into this this kind of structure with lots of prose and and history however this one just felt like I I enjoyed the mm. shit out of this one a little bit more mm. I really loved these characters because I know nothing I and also- there is
0: also that real world that truly truly strange aspect of Mal Duncan's character that he was a member of the Titans as Mal Duncan for right. some time. Like, why would he? It's <laughs> like, yeah. Robin, Kid Flash, and this guy, Mal Duncan, who has no abilities and, you know, not even a costume or a code name. It's very odd.
3: Well, oh, how much did they give a shit about his safety, too, if he never got a code name, Right. Well, yeah. yeah. So look, after reading this, fuck the Titans.
2: Right, <laughs> the Titans. Wow, I was really impressed with how shitty the Titans are in retrospect, with like how they dealt with these characters and everything. I, I mean, like, my oh,
4: feeling
0: is also dark. is there's always a way you can take any story and be like, "But what if it was sinister?" You yeah. know what I mean? This isn't, like, that's always this, is, something.
4: this isn't
3: sinister. This is not sinister. This is well,
0: not sinister. But you can always put a dark spin on it's not even a dark tale. spin. It's, Take it's, Santa Claus; you can do it. You know,
3: it's not a dark spin. They, she's very clear that these are children who have no idea what the fuck they're doing, and sure. we're the victims of it constantly. They're junkies. Right. They're they're horny. They're they're completely unaware of the world and how it functions. Yet they're given power, and right. it's, it's more of a commentary on privilege and how people destroy it or destroy. No, others I get with it. it. But it's I not am not dark. taking it's down not, this
0: story. It's yeah. it's
3: not dark though. Like I, I think we sometimes have this conversation about like, you know, they're 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 toughening up or they're they're grittying a character. And I right. don't think it's the same thing personally.
2: I think I'm I think it is dark. I think it's a darker version that we were used to in the Silver Age, where everything was bright and shiny and cute. Um and so this is a more in depth look at the consequences of those things, which is a darker form of storytelling than say the original teen Titans were presented
4: well i, I okay i I would counter you on that darker and I would say it's not darker but it's more realistic and what i yes. because the time period that this this comic book that these characters came out in the d c universe was the time period when DC was finally, finally beginning to, um, let creators come in that gave more of a real world perspective to their heroes this was the time period when um just speaking on the justice league when steve englehart comes over from marvel and is asked to basically avengers up the justice league and so that they stop looking like seven big brothers and their kid sister that goes get some coffee and actually looks like heroes that have distinct personalities. Now they brought all of these creators in and put them on their big books. And they had some of them kind of like work on teen Titans and they tried to with teen Titans, but they didn't really give an F because at that time teen Titans was just the teen Titans and Marv Wolfman and George Perez didn't bring them up to Almost X Men level in DC. But this is when they tried to put that real world perspective on the Teen Titans. It kind of like it, it. It didn't really fly. And what John Ridley is trying to show exactly what the real world looked like from a different point of view at that time. I don't see it as darker. I see it as just more nuanced. I see it as more re- realistic, and that's why I appreciate it. And I don't like the idea of selling this as you know this issue was better than this issue. I mean, of course, that's what we're doing because we're viewing things as in <laughs> issues. But I think that. Put together as a whole, what this series promises to do is give you, in fact, what the title presents, the other side of the DC universe. And I think um, as a whole... This is great. You start off with Black Lightning because Black Lightning is the the bigger name character. And because of his history, he touches on some of the bigger names in D.C. at the time. He touches with Superman. He touches with Batman and the Outsiders. He touches with the Justice League because he was asked to join them. And then you go to Mal and bumblebee because they touch on probably the second biggest part of dc which is the teen titans um now their time their major time with the teen titans wasn't when the teen titans were the the big thing but there's still commentary to have there as to why not you know um and because trust me when marv wolfman and perez were doing the teen titans they made it a a a thing over the course of their of their history to bring back all almost all of the original Teen Titans for special issues, uh, uh, in one way or the other, they didn't do that for for Mal. They didn't do that for Bumblebee, and there's a re- and there's a story behind that. And I appreciate th- this story being told. It's dope. Yeah, it's dope shit.
3: You you uh like you used a better word, and I appreciate it. Realistic. Um, yeah. I guess what I was trying to say before was um, there is a fabricated kind of an organic way of making a character darker in order to fit into a story Hmm. or just kind of changing the perspective by five degrees. And Hmm. you saw how much darker or nuanced something was.
1: Hmm. I don't consider
3: the two the same, even though the, the, even though the the result feels darker or is a darker story being told. Well, I mean, it definitely darkening of the Titans to me, like this is not the same thing.
0: I mean, the darker could also be a function of the silver age was, lighter than, you know, most normal interactions, like not a lot of bad things happened in the Silver Age. So if it becomes more realistic, that will be um, a less shiny kind of version of that story. But even even apart from, you know, I mean, you get commentary about how like, oh, the Titans were all, were uh, not a very good group, right? Like the psychologically healthy group. You could also tell a realistic story where, the Titans were the closest of friends and they supported each other very well. You know what I mean? Like one of those is not more realistic than the other one. Uh, and this is not really a commentary on the main story of this issue. It's just a very side part of the issue. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, good things happen in real life too. You know, sometimes people are close friends that support each other and, you know, I mean, uh, maybe it's entirely possible to imagine that there was a group of friends that didn't drive one of them to a psychosomatic illness that caused them to have to withdraw from the team. You know and what possible. I mean? Yeah, it's possible. I'm not saying it always happens, but it's uh, I've, I've Every group, group like, of
2: friends I've had have gone down that route. At least
0: been, one was has a psychosomatic I've, illness. <laughs> I've been on the brink yeah. of
3: this friendship like yeah. five or 10 times. Is, <laughs> just this episode. Yeah. 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 Um, uh,
2: this series is great, and I think it really yeah. benefits from being a single issues. Like, I'm really enjoying the single mm-hmm. issue uh, format of this, and I like the oversized um, dimensions of
3: the book as well. I think this is who's great.
0: next? Do we know? I'll that? tell you, Katana. Katana.
3: Oh, cool. Katana. Yeah, which which makes me so like I love the fact. So we had Jefferson, who was you know adjacent to Justice League mal and, and bumblebee who are adjacent to the titans and now potentially hmm. maybe we'll get some like behind the scenes suicide squad task force exercise, task force x type stories with katana maybe is she
0: in the i always associate her more with the outsiders is she um, or, uh, the, um well,
3: she's I been mean, with
2: both at least in the she's, been with both? Yeah, oh, okay. she's been with
3: both okay
2: 1983 japan Tatsu Yamashiro's life has been taken from her. Her home, her children, her husband are all gone. With nothing left but a burning pain and the sword that stole her family from her, Tatsu begins a long journey of healing, self-discovery, agency, and rebirth. This is the story of Tatsu Yamashiro, the woman known to many as Katana, a hero who became more than the world ever intended for her, ultimately making a family of like-minded outsiders who rally together for the common good amidst xenophobia and oppression.
0: See, that could be interesting, uh, too, because Jefferson Pierce's book touched on the outs- his time with the Outsiders as some, well. Some cross and we over. may get a different, you know, a different impression of, mm-hmm. of what that was. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Uh, all right. What's next up on the docket? It is Daredevil number 26 from Marvel Comics, written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Mike Hawthorne, and a cover by Marco Cicciotto. A devil-consumed Matt faces a darkness unlike any before. Meanwhile, Elektra may be in over her head for the first time in her life. Daredevil must find the strength to continue the fight as all hell breaks loose. So basically where we are right now, we've got Matt Murdock in prison, and we've got Elektra as the new DD, and uh, King and Black, it's a King and Black tie-in. Uh, I thought this was fun. Uh, I wish I had been reading this Chip Zdarsky run on Daredevil since Jump but I've only read a, a couple of issues. Each one I've really enjoyed. I'm hoping hmm. at some point I'll be able to catch up. But uh, yeah, this was fun. Um, I was hoping to see a little bit more Electra Daredevil, but I think the majority of this is Matt in prison. Um, but I, I mean, it's, it's great. And oh, I didn't know that Typhoid Mary is just hanging out in public being uh, Kingpin's bodyguard, I guess. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Maybe what well, with him being the mayor and all. She's yeah. been cleared of whatever
3: things. Yeah, he pardoned her, I guess. Yeah. And... yeah, I I think that wasn't that wasn't some of the earlier Spider-Man issues too. Like he pardoned a lot of ex criminals for their help during not Empire, whatever the event was before that. Hmm. A lot of criminals were pardoned because they did well.
4: Yeah. Can mayor oh, oh, pardon was, um... criminals? I don't know yeah, you yeah, you would think like secrets.
0: they probably have committed federal crimes <laughs> as well, right?
3: <laughs> I, I mean. It's the Marvel Universe. Uh, The the top cop was in Norman Osborn for like a whole cycle. I I, I, I Uh, mean, we
2: also have a story where Daredevil's in prison with his mask on, so. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's true too. Although Although not in the wide open uh, prison cell that he is in at night. He (laughs) feels comfortable sleeping without his mask on, which didn't occur to me last issue. I
3: found myself a good chunk of this book wondering like, uh, like chafing or yeah. what because wearing <laughs> yeah. a mask for that long period of time is probably going to mess with his skin. Yeah. <laughs> it's really going to um, start breaking out soon.
0: I Maybe it's unstable molecules.
3: I, I think this feel like uh, taking the, I, I, I really enjoyed this book. It was fun taking the, the King and black kind of out of it. I think it feels like they're setting the stage for letting Electra be daredevil more often. Like, cause all the stuff mm. that had to do with Matt, was kind of establishing the rules of him being in prison this time. They established that it is a two-year sentence. He is not going to get out early. It, like, he can't do specific things. It was almost like they're just laying groundwork to put him away for a little bit, as opposed to just wondering when Matt's going to come back, you know? Like, yeah. kind of giving Electra a little bit more room to breathe. So this felt more like a setting-the-table issue, and then it was just hit with some King and Black stuff. Which, I mean, as far as tie-ins go... This is kind of the way to do it. Keep telling your story and then just have a yes. little bit of a conflict on the outside. This was great. Yeah. This was, this was really strong.
2: Also, I'm looking at the page right here I have up, and I just now noticed that the concession that she has made, the fact that Matt does not want her to murder people as Daredevil, is she has taken her sigh and yeah. blunted off all mm-hmm. of the points.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like so a Billy Club psi combo.
2: Yeah, she's like, yeah. can just bonk people in the face without murdering them.
3: Yeah, she's wonderful. As this yeah. character. I, I really enjoy the conflict. She's only doing it for mm. Matt in order to get him to do something. But with any of these kind of like mild redemption stories, you hopefully she will be a different character by the time they come back together, which I think is yep. really cool.
4: Uh, i tell you one thing. The art in this book is bananas. It is yeah. some good art. Yeah.
3: They, they tag team. Um, it's Mike Hawthorne and Marco Cecchetto did a lot of the interiors together, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was... This is this book is awesome. I, I wish think I was it's not just the. the too.
0: <laughs> uh, I think it's not just the drawing, which is which is very good, but also the designs. Like mm-hmm. uh, Elektra's costume is fantastic. Uh, we don't only see it on the cover, but Daredevil, uh, you know, uh, the Matt Murdock Daredevil's costume is also really cool. I remember I think we read an issue um, a few months ago that had that introduced, um, and that does a lot of work too. You know, just like what they have to work with looks cool. Um, I, I agree with you 100%, Noel. When we hit the last page and, you know, that's when it uh, it gets more and more a King and Black tie-in,
1: mm-hmm. I
0: found myself thinking, like, this is a great way to do a tie-in. Like, it is an event which, for comics readers and within the Marvel Universe, some aliens attacking is like a slice of life, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, like, it's something that happens, right? And so you don't really need to know what's up that much. And it's this story that is still part of the ongoing story. And yeah. that, I think, is the line that a lot of tie-ins succeed or fail on. Sometimes, or, you know, that they try to walk is like, how do we make this? Do we make it part of the regular story or do we just do a whole other thing? And for it to be Electra's second issue, doing yeah. a whole other thing for one or two issues would be shitty you know they're
3: they're going out of their way to make sure that i think they're going out of their way to make sure that everyone knows this is not a six issue change this is a Mm. couple of years potentially Mm. change not unlike um you know like with laura all new wolverine and with Mm. Mm -hmm. with bucky cap like they were temporary changes but they lasted in publication for two three year two three four years it's i think with laura too like this will be a change for a while, which I think is really, really cool. Yeah. I, I find it hey, exciting. Yeah.
2: Who are these characters?
3: Nobody. <sighs> oh, are they? Okay. I I figured they were Yeah, I figured we already knew them. Maybe they were a couple issues ago in Daredevil because I only started reading Daredevil. But as far as them just being disgruntled mother-daughter, oh. didn't need anything more. Okay, cool. Nobody, yeah. I thought they were have, like side
2: players. Does Electra
0: have like parental stuff? That might be uh like issues. You know what I mean? That might be partially if they are people know. that aren't know. side players, maybe that's why they're there. <laughs> yeah. No,
3: I like I like the idea. This was um it, it read to me as a an intentional move to make sure that all this crazy stuff has a, a grounded personal mm. thing for, for Electra to deal with. It's mm. much it uh
2: action figure experts chiming in he says is lady bullseye still around that's a fight waiting to happen female daredevil and lady bullseye lady bullseye is around we just saw her last week in, in the
0: iron say? fist book
2: iron okay. fist heart yeah. of the dragon which we all really liked issue yeah. one just dropped last week awesome mini series so far for iron fist mm-hmm. if you're interested in that definitely go check it out and lady bullseye showed up
1: yeah. her costume
2: design
0: is cool by a too kid. Her costume design is cool too. Oh I yeah.
2: yeah, I always like oh, that Lady
3: Bullseye costume. Yeah. I, who was the other? Who was the other villain that they ladyfied back then? Because I remember. Yeah, it was around the same like, time. I remember the. being was uproar. this? That, this was this was pre, everyone freaking out about. S.A.W.'s ru- ruining comics. They were sure. complaining about ruining,
0: like, starting, whatever.
3: Yeah, they were complaining about like <laughs> Lady Bullseye. What's next, Lady Stiltman or Lady Blood? Like,
1: <laughs> right.
3: Yeah, just put it. Where's originality anymore? He's just making them all female. Like, <laughs> all right, dude. But yeah, that's um, that's
2: pretty funny. Action figure expert. I'd watch that. I hope Lady Bullseye shows up.
3: Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. Wait,
0: wait. Wait, wait. So when, like, roughly when was this? Was this like '90s that she was created, or no, no? It's like maybe oh, okay. ten years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was.
3: Uh, it was Brubaker created her.
0: Yeah. Who was another lady fine villain? Uh, nothing springs to mind.
2: It, yeah. I mean, there's a lady Electro. Um, there's oh, like a, right. a lot of a lot of the um Spidey villains uh, that had like a whole her. female villain cadre cadre.
0: Yeah, cadre. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how often they hung out, but.
1: They fight Office. us. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they, like sleepovers. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Let's a move on to Future State Suicide Squad, number one from DC Comics, written by Robbie Thompson with, uh, and Jeremy Adams, with art by Fernando Passerin and Javier Fernandez. The Suicide Squad enters the Future State era as Amanda Waller uses Task Force X to save the world and remake it in her image. But what happens when the team shows up to stop her? And in the second story in this extra-sized issue, Black Adam, the immortal one-time champion of the Wizard Shazam, rules the planet Kondok in the 853rd century. Can he save the future from a threat rooted in the past? That I forgot. That was I was not expecting that secondary story. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the first story was also fun. I liked. I uh, was disappointed to see that Connor. Connor's the new bad Superman. Um, Uh. uh, But yeah, I actually really like this issue. I thought this was a lot of fun. And I was very surprised by the second. I had no idea that we were going to be seeing DC 1 million uh, characters. I was real
0: excited about that. Uh,
2: Although uh, the way that Superman got taken out was weird and didn't understand. But uh, what did you guys think, Brian?
0: Um, I really liked it. I liked the... Uh, first issue, or the first, uh, the first story. Um, I too was found myself wondering, like, why has Connor become become this version of Superman? But uh, the the reveal at the end, I thought, was really interesting. That this is not this is not the main Earth. I don't think, right? Mm -hmm. That that was everybody's read on it. Uh, They're on Earth three.
3: Until you said that, I kind of forgot what the ending was. Um,
0: Oh, yeah. Well, so I don't think they're the suicide, like they're the justice squad, right? It's like, so the the titular suicide squad doesn't show up until like the last two pages.
1: That's right. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. And they say we had to come to Earth three to get. So I think Sinestro and Brainiac are the good guys in the beginning of this story. Um, And and it's interesting, too. One of them, I think Brainiac is like, you're, you know, remember who you are, you know, Luther or Kent, but on this Earth. Luther is the good one, you know, that that's his, his better side, but yeah. that is not made entirely clear. And I think they were maybe hit it a little too well for that reveal to work as well as it could, you know, that it seemed like Brainiac was saying the Kent side was the good side, which had they gone the other way, uh, um, it would make a lot more sense. Uh, but all of their updates were, were pretty cool. And like how this guy is hiding is this guy. And um, yeah,
2: there are Thunderbolts. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm interested. It also doesn't make much sense why the Flash character is like, I always wanted to be a hero. Like, that's not the kind of thing that a Flash in Earth 3 is likely to have said. But maybe these are people, maybe these this, this version of the Justice Squad is Amanda Waller, who's probably pretty similar in both universes. Um, she's pretty borderline anyway, has taken heroes and, and put a bomb in their brain to get them to be more villainous, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, the second one. The second one was awesome. Uh, Yeah, Um, it was just—it was fun to see the 853rd century, and uh, that carried most of it for me. But also this return of magic, Um, and uh, uh, Teth Adam—you know—is a pretty cool character in this, and I'm intrigued to see. Like he's given up magic for a long time, but then it's back now, and he is uh, presumably the only one that can. That can save them, maybe because he's magic. Maybe that's why they took out Superman so easily. JD, is that's that what I was fixed. just
2: thinking. Yeah. He is vulnerable to magic, and it didn't occur to me that these mm. are all magical creatures. That yeah. makes more sense.
0: And he may still be. I mean, he's way more powerful, but yeah, maybe magic still, uh, yeah, well, gets his gets his goat.
2: It's like uh, the original Green Lantern. Like he's got all that power, but if you hit him with a block of wood, yeah, I always thought
0: him. that worked out better in a world where green lantern is going up against guys like in the first few stories who aren't targeting him specifically right like if you're going up against a bunch of bank robbers and you got a weakness against wood and nobody knows that it's probably going to be fine (laughs) you know it's just the evolution of comics where like oh as you get into that world um uh and it changes more and more from our world um these obvious things sort of things pop up it's interesting. interesting
4: I always kind of thought that too uh, Brian like it it would dawn on me sometimes I would read old just like you old Green Lantern comics Mm. and someone would have wood and all of a sudden he would look sick and I was like He's not allergic to wood. <laughs> it's just that his power doesn't work against wood.
0: Right. He still has his normal human defenses against wood.
2: Right. Oh no, a rocking chair. Rock get it away from me.
3: My only weakness. One of the most common substances. Yeah, he, can't, he can't eat at a table. He can't <laughs> I don't know. He can't go on Pick, a hayride. Yeah, picnics are definitely out. He, beforehand he was he was definitely a champion whittler.
0: <laughs> um, that's uh, the real pathos of alan scott
3: yeah the, um uh this was fine um the first story um it was a little slapdash but i did like the end like i yeah. liked the reveal so mm. like it was fine like um yeah i dug it. it um the second story i i've never read one million so i have absolutely no connection mm. to it like you guys do uh. um and it was again just kind of fine this was like um this was like a solid b minus for me Mm-hmm. There was yeah. nothing wrong with it, but it, it hit a lot of notes that I that don't do anything for me. So, like, it was just on merit. It was solid. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think I agree with that. B minus is fine. Yeah, I'm like, Man, that's, yeah,
3: that's uh, it's a it's a respectable grade. It's passing. It's fine. I, I, like on a bad day when when I read, so this this week overall was a little weak. Where it was a it was a little light. Like nothing mm-hmm. really exploded, other than other history of the DC universe. On a stronger week, this might have been a C. But mm. this week, it was just like, yeah, let's bring up. Wait, you I so do it's on a curve? See... <laughs> yeah, it's always on a curve. So, believe it or not, it's objective. I or really want to see yeah. more of Gold Beetle.
0: I Well, JD, I, I think I have good news for you. I, it looks like she's going to feature pretty heavily in the next part of the story.
3: Nice. I, re- yeah. I kind of want, like, page one, panel one of her just being taken out.
0: Yeah. Oh, so no! Like, oh, no! And they have to go she into so upset
3: me. Subverting yeah. expectations
0: uh yeah that, that i'm excited for gold beetle too that looks cool um certainly not where i thought that story would go given that you know it's a uh is, the future state is this progression further and further into the future is
3: gold beetle a thing
0: <laughs> robert monroe jr brings a, up a good point <laughs> what is was the go- justice society's table made of <laughs> speaking of wood
3: uh magic is gold yeah, probably a magic is gold beetle a thing from million that i don't know too no no, no. i don't i don't no. think
0: that's part of dc one million that's just Not uh, at all. Have,
3: That's a new thing. I, have we talked about this before? Sometimes when comics are just like, reveal. And you're like, is that new? Or am I supposed to know <laughs> that's yeah. sort of a yeah. thing? So I wasn't even sure about that. Yeah, yeah, Action yeah. figure expert wants to know, do you think uh, you could
2: take out Alan Scott and Hal Jordan with a number two pencil?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not no. Hal Jordan.
0: Because oh, it's, it's yellow. Because it's, it's yellow. Oh, no, shit. he'd capture it by the actually, I think that was in his first adventure. There was a yellow rocket that he caught by the red nose cone. So oh. he'd handle it with the uh, with the graphite. By the graphite?
3: Yeah, he would <laughs> yeah. just he would handle it, by, it by, by the Grab it by the
0: chip. graphite. Sounds I mean,
3: like. wait, what if it's not a sharpened pencil? Ooh. Nice. Oh,
0: that's the end of Al. <laughs> just one super fast number two pencil through the both of them. One
3: one story. His reign was one issue long. <laughs>
0: Or it could be a yellow colored pencil, right? So then you hit him with the point, and the wood part gets Alan Scott.
2: Perfect. Yes. Uh, Len, Nobody do you have experience biblical? with the uh, DC 1 million?
4: Yeah, I remember I remember when they did that. Yeah. Grant and and this, I mean, it's, it's cool. It's cool to see the 1 million characters again. I don't. I don't like, you know, splooge over them. Like I see a lot of people seem seem to like, oh my God, one million, that was so cool. It's like, eh, it was all right. You know, it's just like, it was one million. You know, it's like, okay. I didn't necessarily think the designs were all that great. So, but it's cool to see this. I will say, leafing through this again, is another book that has, you know, some very impressive art, impressive designs. It looked kind of cool. The gold beetle looks cool. I just, you know, just wonder, all right, but are they going to keep the Gold Beetle? It looks cool, but it's only cool if Gold Beetle is still around. You know what I mean? Like, or is this just for this initiative? And then next thing you know, it's back to Blue Beetle and Gold and Booster Gold, who cool characters. But you know, I don't know. It, but
0: my guess, I I think you might be disappointed on this one, Len. Like like um, Yara Floor and the next Batman, I think are being set up as like characters to continue. Gold Beetle seems like such a mashup, and like a, just a fun zany kind of thing. Yeah, I know. I doubt that that, that will continue. I mean, right. who knows? You know, you never know. Somebody could pick her up, you know, in in a few years. But Also, yeah.
3: also the new the new Flash from Justice League. Is oh right, 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 right. Continues Oh yeah, somehow. yeah, yeah. She he, looks cool. Like, I like that. They, no, they even, even, not um, the
0: not this one the oh, non-binary one. The yeah, bi- yeah.
3: non-binary. Yeah, yeah. Jet, uh, I think. I think their name is Jess. Okay.
0: Mm, yeah, it sounds about. Her. Oh yes, like they have flash been named. Too. What's that?
3: I like yeah, this, this flash, flash is also too. cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. The new, the new Flash has been named and has a uh, last name also, but it hasn't bu- come up in the comics, so I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to say it here, just in case you know somebody doesn't want to know. Um, also, John Fox is in this story, who I thought was cool. Uh, what? No, it's not Swift.
3: I, I've never uh, Smith. <laughs> I've never um, oh, Smith. I've never read 1 million. Um, I think at one point I was just like, oh, it's an omnibus. Let me, maybe I'll try it. But then I, I read the content. So I was like, nah. Oh
0: I, man, they are like, they are the minis, action right? figures. Um, no, it was, there was a four part mini and then it ran through, I believe the annuals, the annuals. of that year and then continued an hour, man. Um, Which I do have an action figure of Which I thought was surprising that that even exists Yeah, But uh, it was part of like An android line and I was like Oh DC 1 million hour man Slightly after 1 million but um, The all star super the um, uh, What do you call it Um, Golden the Superman Prime is one that I was like Man, that is a figure that I want and as to my knowledge has never been made. But yeah. I always every once in a while I google it, you know. Like a uh, shiny
2: one, like a metallic one. Like remember yeah. the Silver Hawks had actually like silver paint on them?
0: That would be cool. That would
2: be dope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, our, the
3: story was good.
0: Yeah. It was good. And I'm it pur- had these characters which I love. But uh JD, I got the sense that you were going to move on. But what's with all this not talking about patreon.com? me Oh my Answer god, I'm that. sorry.
2: There's been a whole episode so far where we haven't yeah. talked about patreon.com slash Johnny the place that you can go to and help the show out. If you're so inclined, you can also just comment, like, and subscribe and do all those things. Also, if you don't know, and you want to just listen to us without looking at our gorgeous, ugly mugs, you can just go to iTunes or wherever you find <laughs> podcasts and listen to the audio version of this. We have an editor now. It's usually it was just me doing it. Occasionally Len would chip in. Um, and now we've got Andrew who's editing. Everyone say hi to Andrew.
0: Hi, Andrew. What's up? Hey, Drew. Andrew. Don't cut uh, this out.
2: Yeah. And you can <laughs> also um, uh, go to youtube.com slash cultpopgo. And you can join us on Facebook uh, slash podcasts. Let's move on to the next book. I'll tell you what it is. It's Post-Americana number 2 from Image Comics, written and arted by Steve Scross from Maestro's creator and We Stand On Guard co-creator, exclamation point. Carolyn and Mike's mission to stop the new president is interrupted when they've captured by a gang of cannibal maniacs, all caps. They're not just on the menu. They're dinner theater, too. And these man eaters love to play with their food. Whoever wrote this really had fun with it. I Um, hope so.
0: Maybe they were like, I hate, I hate
2: doing this. <laughs> I hate, I hate every word I'm typing. More than the last word. Um, again, this was fine. I don't, it's very uh, Garth Ennis-y. Mm-hmm. Um and I certainly enjoyed this issue more than the first issue. The first issue, I was just like, oh my God, this is so lordy. And just, ooh, we're trying so hard. Uh, and now we actually uh, I feel like a little bit more emotionally connected to the characters this time around. So um, I did enjoy that. However, there was a particular instance of storytelling that I thought was strange or at least confused me. Uh, we have a character who is on his knees with a group of other characters and we see them all get gunned down. And then we see who I thought was that same guy wake up.
1: Yes,
0: that was was strange.
2: They look very, (laughs) very similar. These two characters, these two Asian characters with, you know, like cheek length, long hair. Um, And I was like, oh, was that just because the way we saw those characters be executed was on other people's, you know, personal holog watches or some shit. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was like, oh, was that just a fake broadcast to make them think that they had executed the prisoners and now they're waking up? Turns out completely different situation. Uh, and those are two different characters, but it took me a a couple of panels to figure that out. Um, other than that, I thought it was, it was fine. It was okay. What did you think, uh, Noel?
3: Uh, I had fun with it. I actually thought it was fun. Um, it, I wouldn't disagree with anything that you had issues with, uh, but it, it kind of scratched that, um, hyper detailed roadie kind of, uh, itch that I had this week for some reason, Mm -hmm. like after watching, um, some B horror movies and tearing over some James Stokoe art. I was like, yeah, that's great. Cannibals. This is, this is gross. Is that a, is that a, a whole swarm of maggots over a skull? Cool. Let's do this. <laughs> and <it's> gross. is <laughs> so hyper detailed with so many things in in almost like a Chris Burnham kind of way that I just, I just like looking at it. It's, 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 I like it. I just like it. Uh, I, but I'm not going to argue with like, Some of the the character designs are a little similar. I really love her. Yeah, she's great. Um, And I did remember the first issue was a little bit ago. So it took me like two or three pages to remember, oh, he's got the plans for the base and she's getting him to a place. Okay, got it. Um, But other than that, I was I was I was pleased with this. It was a quick read. Um, I did like the
2: the um, autonomous limbs.
0: That yeah. was cool. That was really cool. Because um, yeah. I don't think I even realized in the first one, or if I did, I forgot that she was an amputee. Yeah. Um, was it even apparent that her limbs were cybernetic And that? Were like not all yeah. four.
3: Like she had um, like one. Like they showed one or maybe oh, okay. a hand and an arm. But the fact that she is completely <laughs> uh, cybernetic for the most part yeah. is a reveal. Hmm. Oh, yeah. okay.
2: okay. I remember when they first revealed that, and we were supposed to think that her arms and legs were eaten. And I was like, well, how long has, has this guy been out? Right. Like, she is fully healed yeah. from having her arms and legs eaten. That doesn't make any sense. And then she literally says that, like, the next page yeah. or two pages later. Was like, oh, okay. And cool. she's got,
0: like, cybernetic hookups in her leg. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right there. Yeah. Uh, I like the way that they came back together, too. Like, from a visual standpoint, it looks cool as she is in the, this fight. Um, you know, they're in they're in the, uh, uh, what do you call that? They're in the arena, and mm-hmm. while they're in the middle of fighting, her legs uh, fly in and attach to her, and then she handles herself with that for a little while, and then her arms come in, and it, it was cool-looking yeah. pages, too. J.D., I had exactly the same experience for the first... Like, when you flip back and forth, it's clear that they are drawn as two different characters, but yeah. it really threw me, you know, for, for a little bit, like... I, I thought exactly the same thing. Like, was that a fake out? Um, yeah. And I also agree. I like this one better than the first one. I I don't see much to it. You know, it's it, nothing that revolutionary has happened yet or that interesting. And there is a lot of just like, check out how disturbing this stuff is. Yes. I, I could that I could come up with something this disturbing. You know, that that's kind of exactly
3: thing. why I like it. Like, it, sure. it really is that b-movie gross sure post-apocalyptic yeah, yeah. like i don't enjoy those movies for their plot for the most part just as long right, as right, it's right. not incomprehensible yeah
0: good. <laughs> um yeah. And, and that's not that's not usually the kind of thing that will grab me if it's got a cool design to it it, mm-hmm. it can and this one borders on that like it could as it progresses it could go either way um but uh you know, I probably, I probably wouldn't keep reading it unless I knew that if this was a five or six issue miniseries and I knew that, maybe I'd, maybe it I'd stick it out to see what's what. Right.
3: I think well, it maybe is, I we'll think it, continue reading. Yeah, I think it's just a, um, it's just a mini. Okay.
2: Uh, the only bit of dialogue that I actually sort of had an emotional reaction to uh, was they're speeding off, and these two people are just, you know, as soon as they met, they were in the shit. And so now that they're finally escaping the shit, yeah. she goes, what's your name again? Mike. Fuck you, Mike.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was well done. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Fuck you,
0: Mike. <laughs> um, I'm also intrigued by this last page. Like, I mean, it's nothing nothing revolutionary. There's a guy in the shadows watching them, and who is that guy? But Well, wait. Uh, He's wearing I
2: think a I know cape, who that guy though.
0: is. He is wearing a cape. That's true. You know who that guy is? Do we already I know thought, who that guy is?
2: Isn't isn't he the guy in the first issue? It's like sort of a takeoff of Batman?
0: Was there? Uh, I oh, don't did, remember that Wait, guy. didn't
3: that guy get killed? Oh, I don't know.
0: Uh, I don't recall. That's
3: how I much know, I remember I should... about the first issue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this um, this this would this would be a great. I think this might. I don't want to like um, advocate for one format over the other, but I could totally see this being a pretty popular trade. Hmm. Yeah, kind of forgotten about in issues, but like just one little hmm. good collection of five or six issues. Yeah. You,
0: you know what? Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Lon.
4: Oh, I was just going to say not to you know uh, champion one. Form over another yes this will be a great trade um just leafing through it because the art is very engrossing in that way but i can see this as a as a television series i can see this is just it's just, yeah. just just like big dumb fun man um it yeah. just it, i mean it's it's gross and some of the line work is a little like it it's um, a little hard to discern like backgrounds from the foregrounds just a little bit um, but for the most part I think that it it's just looks like it's bananas fun and could be like the next Mad Max
0: you know I could even see it being like a gory adult animated kind of thing
4: mm-hmm.
0: you know there's,
1: like
2: a yeah I didn't realize until this panel that this guy is wearing someone else's scalp and, and head of hair oh
3: yeah. Yeah, me yeah, either yeah, it's, oh, it's strapped on what there's, a character There's a, a card there's, there's a lot of very on the nose comparisons to current day you know like you've got families in cages um, hyper nationalist American mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. jingoistic mm-hmm. bullshit um, the richest of the rich being in this cordoned off little uh, perfect society like there's a lot of stuff in here that would be ripe for parody on film or, or in cartoon. Mm-hmm.
2: Severed head bolos. Yeah, I mean yeah. I, walk down the street every
0: day. Have you, see five have or you six severed things. head bolos to
2: Texas, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, those were this week's books. We did it. Now, now. we're gonna do something something else. We're gonna do <laughs> book club, The Vision from Tom King and Gabriel Hernandez Walta, which is uh <laughs> A wonderful book. If you haven't read it, The Vision is great. Uh, I have little to no interest in The Vision as a character. Other Up until like the the MCU films, I've never really gloamed onto that character. I've never quite understood his relationship with Wanda because he's an AI. but he, And he seems kind of personality But then somehow someone fell in love with him and they had babies. How the fuck does this character work? I don't understand it. So I've never really cared about it. I also was never a big Avengers guy growing up. So a lot of obstacles in my way for the vision. So uh, when he showed up in the movies, I was like, oh, this guy's kind of cool. And this particular series from Tom King was a very pleasant surprise. I really, really enjoyed it. And especially going in, reading it after really not liking Batman, his Batman run. So uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, we have the the story of the Vision, who after his relationship with Wanda has grown lonely and decides, you know what I'm gonna do, guys? You know what would be a good idea? What if I made a wife? What if I made my own <laughs> wife with an AI, and then immediately made two children who are teenagers? What? Let's. Let's skip all the fun parts of raising a child and go straight to the shitty teenager stage. That'll be a good idea. Um, so uh, and we're gonna move to Washington, D.C. I'm gonna continue being a superhero. You guys are gonna go to regular school, like regular children, because that's what you're gonna be. And mm-hmm. my wife is definitely not gonna murder somebody. That's how this is gonna go. It reminds um, me
0: of the Futurama line when they come in on Bender and they say, hey, you making a wife? And it's part of one.
2: <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought this was just awesome. We had done this uh, for the Stores Book Club a month or two back, and now's a perfect time to discuss it since WandaVision is on the television. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, the, the last episode of that was great. Oh, so, it was. Uh, tell me what you thought of this book, Len. We haven't heard from you in a while. Tell us.
4: Well, I'll tell you, JD. Um, I, too, am someone who was not that enthralled with the character of the Vision. And I was an Avengers guy, so I knew him as just, you know, their red tornado. He was their android on the on the Vision. They both entered into the... Uh, the- the superhero world around the same time so i that's the way i've always viewed him except that they did more with him because oh my god he fell in love and he got a good looking woman to, to boot so i was like oh good on you bruh so um other than that i could care a wh- about the vision um so when I even heard that they did this book and Tom King was doing it, who I've been kind of like up and down about his writing, I was like, oh, know, maybe it's something, whatever. Um, but in opening up and reading this book, I was actually very, very surprised at how much I quickly was drawn into the story of the vision and this family that he created for himself, um, how his family was trying to assimilate themselves into this community while also dealing with the the aspects of their very own creation and what did it mean for them to be created by the vision and, and and what were his end goals for them versus what their own end goals as AI were becoming as they continued to grow and, and their intellect, you know, expanded more and more. Um, and, the more I read this, I honestly found myself found myself saying, "Okay, I be- think I'm beginning to see what the hype about Tom King is." Because I thought this was just so, it was so spot on that these were four in this create this uh, family that the Vision created. They're four distinct voices that still come off as you know. AI but still come off as individual points of view and I thought that was well done I never believed that I would if you had told me that I would read a a book focus on the vision and there would be a moment where the 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 writer creates a way for the vision to actually cry even though he doesn't cry But there is a scene where the Vision, having, you know, lost one of his family, has a recording. I think actually the eye of one of his family in his eye and then plays a a, a moment in time from that point of view. And without showing any tears, you understand that this is the Vision's way of weeping. And then that would in turn invoke tears from me. Ah. I was, fuck you, Tom King, (laughs) for bringing me where you have brought me at this moment in life. As I sat on my couch yesterday and had to put down this comic book and said, I give a fuck about the vision. I give a fuck about Virginia, the vision's wife and her perils and what she is dealing with. I give a fuck about the sacrifices that each and every one of these characters makes in this story. Um, I just thought, and I, I I gave a fuck about the, the art fit. The the story was tight. Um, you know, I did think that the story itself, to be honest, maybe did a little bit of verbal gymnastics at the end to kind of like, you know, backtrack how the vision is actually not, should not be wanted for any type of crimes. Um, so, but, you know, you knew that that was going to happen, you know, at some point. Well, he, that was he, a
0: lie, though, even, you know, I mean, the at the very end, like, he's right. not wanted, but not justifiably, which... Uh, a little uh, maybe out of character,
1: but
4: yeah, yeah. I mean, I just it did, it did a little verbal gymnastics, but you saw that coming, and 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 by then I was all in. So it's it's kind of like what I always say when when I do my movie reviews on a Michelle mission is that if the creators have worked well in creating characters and scenarios that you are totally engrossed in, you'll forgive minor faux pas because. You know, hey, that's sometimes that's just, you know, the bill you got to pay to get to where you want to go. And that's what I felt with this. And I was very happy to have have done so. And also because we um, read the trade, I was very appreciative that this is not only a trade, but this is damn. This is what trades used to be. Mm. They used to be the full story. And then. A whole lot of backup stuff. Like your trades used to be your D V D copy of the story. Hmm. And that's what I also appreciate about this trade. There there's scripts in this trade. There's <laughs> panel breakdown in this in the trade. Look, right, just do you, see uh, you, know, the, showing. Say, do,
3: you do you see the discoloration? Yeah, this, that's where right. the, the the special features start in this book.
4: Right. For you, mean, Those like, of you who are only listening to this, it's about halfway. No, it's a little bit it's a little it's, it may be it's a, a more, little more actually. Yeah. A little yeah. more than a half. Of, it, but But well, considering it's
0: 156 pages and there were about 250 80. pages of yeah. story, right? No, I, like yeah.
3: it's 12 issues, 12 22 page issues, 12 20 page issues, so it's about mm. 280 285
4: um, pages of story and then the rest of it's back matter. Yeah, the back, rest of it's back matter. The rest of it is the DVD of this of this book. And while some of it, you know, just like every DVD, some of these special features didn't, didn't hit me. I just, I still appreciated that they were there and I appreciated that they just helped be, um, you know, show off the story, the, the the thoughtfulness of the storytelling that went into this. And I just, I, I honestly applaud. This as one of the finer pieces of, of, of comic writing as well as comic book presentation that I've read in a while. This is really mm-hmm. cool.
0: Uh, disagreed. I This is not a comic that I liked. Um, oh, shit. I, yeah, I don't like... Oh, no, that was just... Uh, <laughs> I moved around, but that was unrelated to my feelings about this comic. Uh, aside from his usual Tom Kingery, um, I felt that the concept of the synthesoid family was not explored. Um, they were not, I mean, I know they were trying to make a point like, oh, they're the same as everybody else, but nothing about this tale, nothing about what happened was because they were AI, you know, and they didn't do much beyond just the regular, um, I talk in a stilted way, kind of, kind of thing, right? That was my feeling about it, um. I also Tom King's thesis at this point is one that I actively dislike and the I maybe had I started this when it came out I was interested in it when it came out I just didn't pick it up for whatever reason um I started his Mr. Miracle and I liked that but I fell off of it um it it might have been different I might have felt differently about it rather than seeing this as just another entry in Tom King's what if everything was bad thesis, you know? Um, there is a sense of dread from page four or so, you know, the when you see Norma and um, her husband and it's like, yeah. they'll die later, you know? Um, I also thought that he uses some metaphors in here which are just not good in the philosophy. Like, at the very end, he's got um, Captain America, Steve Rogers, lighter, right? And he's like... How could the, you know why? How could this still exist? What's the wonder of this? And he uses this to say, well, there is no wonder. That's just how it's made. It's made from vibranium, uh, vibranium steel alloy. So two points: one, Marvel Comics wise, they made Captain America's shield and this lighter out of the, <laughs> the alloy that they had. That's what they did. And two, that seemed like nonsense to me. So I looked it up, and there are regular lighters that are still around from the nineteen forties. That is not why that lighter is still around like that's lighters are last you know like zippo's last um i also felt like that thing with the vase in the beginning this is a vase of water that looks cool they call it a vase despite the fact that you cannot put flowers in it why would they call that a vase it's not a vase it's floating water or put some artificial flowers into it it was a created thing that doesn't exist as a metaphor for something else, and it rubbed me the wrong way. Um, oh, I yeah, like Noel the seems face. to disagree okay, about you, that. You literally
3: just, like, you undermined two very apt metaphors. Uh-huh, really, I gotta be full screen for this? That you, so you undermined two apt metaphors <laughs> uh-huh. uh, by focusing on the trees other than the forest. The no, fact that this, the, the fact that this article, <laughs> Uh the whole point of that vase being called a vase yet it doesn't function as a vase is a metaphor for the entirety of the vision and his family
1: and the fact that they are
3: AI and they don't function as AI. They only do normal things because Mm. they fuck up those normal things. They are not like that. Yeah. No, I know that's what he was going
0: for. I know uh, that's what he was attempting. Same thing, same
3: thing with the lighter. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter that the lighter was or wasn't or that uh, made of vibranium or that, yeah. Zippos exist now that were created in the 19th century. Yeah. Yeah. It's that all he is doing is making a comment on the fact that it's uh, made of sterner stuff. It has nothing to do with the merit of the device. It's the fact that it was made of something that is stronger right. over time, which is a metaphor yeah. for the vision and what he tries yeah, to
0: think. Yeah, I, I suppose it is, At- but... Uh, no, I knew what he was going for with the vase. It's very blatant. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm yeah. going to make up a vase that doesn't exist so that I can create a metaphor for the thing that I want to tell. You know what I mean? I, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And also, I mean, just like, so I, I do like the vision. And I really like him in the MCU where he is this like kind of noble, innocent messiah kind of figure. Good guy through and through. This is not that character. And I didn't like it as much. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I didn't want to see a story where he was put through the ringer. And I know that that's what this story was. That's the story that Tom King wanted to tell. I just didn't really like reading it. And, you know, I found myself thinking like, okay, I don't, you know, the Stranger Adventures has really rubbed me the wrong way. And I don't like his ideas about that kind of thing. But I want to give it a chance. But I did still go into it a little with a chip on my shoulder, and I tried to divest myself of that chip. But I may not have fully done so. Um, that being said, I like that Rick Remender book that we read a while ago a lot, and um, I sometimes have problems with Remender as well. Um, but, um, but but we how? Even, but how? Yeah. I'm
4: sorry. But how is this Vision? And I'm talking yeah, about yeah. primarily the character of the Vision in this. Yeah. How is he different than the Vision? that you like because Hmm. this vision is still uh, a paragon of justice of uh, he's, he's he's forthright um yeah and he is just like that vision maybe a little bit more so because the vision has never been played as somebody who wants to necessarily be human or necessarily uh, experience things from a human point of view um and and i don't i'm not not necessarily sure that this vision is played that way but it's probably played that way more than he has been historically but that only makes sense considering the history that the the vision has gone through he's been Torn hmm. apart, reprogrammed, and then re, re, reprogrammed yeah. uh, like mm-hmm. at nauseum. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes only only sense that it now may be. Um, especially as they talk about at the beginning of this, he now has a new assignment that while he is uh, an Avenger through and through, Mm -hmm. but he's also the White House liaison. So he has Mm -hmm. an opportunity to maybe step away from the superheroing. So maybe he, he, he wants to try and rebuild something that, you know, he did have. At one time, no matter how false it was, and you show, and it's a beautiful, like, middle part, I think, like, issue uh, seven here, where you you see the history of his relationship with Wanda. Um, to kind of, mm-hmm. like, catch you up if anyone knows, you know, the vision that you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, show you how that vision got here. Um, he kind of wants to cr- recreate that and he is the most forthright person throughout this this book. Only he, at one time, has to do as it as it mentions, you know, make the compromise that family makes you do. And I I I thought it was I thought I this he still read like the vision that I know, but yeah. he, for the first time, somebody did something with him, and I appreciate you know
0: it. what that is actually, Lynn, I I totally agree with you, like. The vision's characterization is the least of, of any issues that I have. Um, like, he, it's fine. I didn't like that he lied, you know, about that mm-hmm. situation. I was like, ah, that sucks. But, and I found myself thinking also as I'm reading this, like, if this was a story of four androids, or synthesoids, as the technically the vision is, um, that I had never read before. It was just like, you know, its own thing. Would mm-hmm. I feel this way about it? And I probably wouldn't. Right. Like a lot of it is uh, just the fact that he is taking these characters. And at this point, that seems to be what he does is like, Mm -hmm. I am going to put these characters through the ringer and I'm going to reexamine it with the question. What if they weren't that good? (laughs) You know,
3: I Um, I don't I don't think so. I don't think think he's I don't think he's bad. Um, no, no, not, not vision. Just like the world. Yeah. Well, it's not. What if like the world wasn't that yet. good? You it's know what not I mean? That good. That's just it. Like it. it yeah. All of it. It's never. I don't been that read
0: stories. Type. This is the real world, I live here. I don't need to read stories about what if people didn't live up to what they could be. Sometimes I do. Sometimes those stories are great. Oh, so I am just, I think I'm partially just annoyed at Tom King for taking these characters that aren't like that and making I, them like that. I think the you know, strength
3: of these characters, first of all, the strength of these characters can endure a little bit of mud. And also too, sure, their sure. ability to supersede that kind of, of reality Want yeah. to make them heroes not the fact that they were perfect to begin with well, so of course him being able but it's to more the style
0: be- of his story that is cynical you know what I mean like that's the style of story that it um, seems like he wants to tell um I didn't
3: take this as cynical I took this as as hopeful beyond darkness no well,
1: well, i his, guess it his, could his be. want
3: his want for a family because he his his sin is that he wanted love and hmm. lied to, to keep it he didn't yeah. kill anyone. He didn't murder anyone. He he just sure. kept trying to hold on to love. Which right. Is, the vision doesn't come off, off that
0: badly in this. He doesn't you know come off I mean? badly they, at all to me right.
3: personally. He, no, he comes pretty as, much no. He, he comes off as 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 um a a earnest child uh, mm. with all the information in the head in his head. However, just maybe not realistic or you know, realistic is maybe not the right word. But maybe not the common sense to understand that a loaded gun is not a good idea.
4: Hmm. I, 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 uh, I really, but love but is kept but quite Neither do any of the his family members come off badly. Do do they? Do, yeah. Does the does. Virginia his wife maybe hide some stuff that she she, she shouldn't you can question that yes but sure. did yeah. she implicitly <laughs> yeah. kill someone no. no she didn't she stopped a bullet from going through her you know what i mean yeah. at, can we tell oh, yeah. no her. she
0: definitely didn't kill that guy she did kill the grim reaper but that was well, fuck it's justified. the grim reaper no i well, think also, that was, just, I was i mean he broke into their, their home two kills yeah kill going to say that was self defense can
3: we like So I don't think we're, any of us are, are, we're not going to completely agree on on the the goal and the tone of the the story, but can we talk about the structure (laughs) for a minute? So I, I read this, um, for the first time last year, um, and I was going to just read like two issues of it and then go to bed. And I ended up reading the entire thing in one sitting, I think that, I think that the way that it's structured is so incredibly engrossing in a, a, um, very intentional paced, um way that single issues work at the same Mm. way that a trade works because if i was reading this in issues i would be on the edge of my seat for a month but being Mm. able to do it in trades like they like he didn't adjust the structure for it to only read well in one format and there was a point in the story where it was there was a point of no return in the story so if anybody's thinking of going back and reading this i'm not going to say exactly what happens but at the very end of issue four when she phases through a bullet it was a point of no return in the story of it's this story is going to be that real. And I have no idea what the fuck is going to happen next.
1: Mm-hmm. And that I was mean, I, so I we did have an
3: idea
0: of what, like it was telegraphed from moment. Wait, one. Hang on.
3: Yes. That instance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the, the stakes of the story were exponentially. Mm. Yeah, where's it going to go? Every single right. way possible. Uh, uh, uh. The fact that collateral damages does exist within the confines of this 12 issues. The fact that mm. these characters are not, always going to make the right decisions. It was all solidified at the end of issue four. Mm. And it was, I was, I was excited. Mm. We've read, we read so much that I got excited about it because, Oh my God, this is different. And I don't know what's going to happen now. Mm. How will they redeem these characters to keep them in continuity? You know what I mean? Like you Mm. in the back of my head, I think those things when I'm reading these stories, like, Oh, this is going to be cyclical or this will end here or that's fine. It's good. It's nice for now. That was a point in the story where I was like, oh, shit. What's going to happen now? Which is very scarce when you Mm. read monthly comics like we do. See, I think had I read it
0: when it came out, I might have felt more like you, right? Like I knew what was going to happen in this book before I ever started it. Not just because of like what I think I know about Tom King, but just because I've heard people you know talk about how like gripping a tragedy it is you know um, yeah tragic for so. the
3: characters well, sure. i was not i was not privy to the fact that it was going to be tragic for everyone else around the characters also mm, which right, is not right. something you see in monthly comic books by the big two often
0: sure if sure. at all
3: anymore so yeah. i was it's just like how i was surprised by um the last jedi it was the mm. first time that this type of structure was placed inside of this format of a Star Wars movie, which makes me think. Well, it, it doubts. It makes me doubt that I know what's going to happen next, like I did mm. for every other Star Wars movie before. You know what I mean? I'm it reminded just, of
0: the. I've heard that people um, sometimes like stories more with spoilers because they know what's going to happen. Uh, not a. This is just a something that yeah, I was yeah, reminded yeah. of, right? Like you you're more comfortable. You know what's going to happen. You're not on the edge of your seat. You're not anxious about it.
3: I'm the other uh, type of, yeah, I'm so like, sure. I don't need, I don't need an inorganic twist to make me not know what's going on. I'm, I'm very sure. comfortable with like a journey for a journey's sake. But hmm. when you are able to circumvent my expectations in a creative way, hmm. I mm-hmm. have more weight for the story. And this did more than yeah. once, but that fourth issue was definitely the one that like knocked it you know, the edge and I couldn't. And stop. I
0: think like the more we talk about it, I really think I would have felt differently had I read it when it came out. It would have been a circumvention of expectations. I'm thinking, you know, also, uh to be honest with you, there's a lot of crap in the world. <laughs> and there has been, you know, and my my tolerance for that in my fiction might be a little different. Like I definitely remember reading Identity Crisis. Um and being like, whoa, I can't believe they would do that. How interesting. And now I think like, man, that sucks, <laughs> you know? Um, and so that could just be a place where I'm at in my life right now, you know, that I'm just like, I don't want that kind of story. And so when it, when it opens up with like, these people will be dead later. I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> you know? um, so to speak to your point about structure, no, it's well-structured. Also, the art is really good. Oh, like, yeah. I should, I should yeah, mention that. You know, the art is really good. Um, although I thought that Vision's skin was his costume. I didn't know that he could take <laughs> off the green parts. <laughs> but uh, that's uh, that's a whole other issue that we'll get into in depth in my Vision Skin podcast premiering <laughs> next
1: week. <laughs> well, I, I, <laughs>
3: yeah. I just, he, he, uh, he can make what he wants.
0: Yeah, I'm down with that.
4: Well, I think the Vision, he definitely, because he's, like I said, he's gone through the ringer more than once. So I think this iteration of the Vision probably can kind of like mutate his appearance a bit. Or
0: he just like, this time he was all red and he's like, but I'm still going to wear the, I'm still going to adapt, you know, put a costume on that's like kind of green too. Um, Yeah. I mean, there were, there were elements of it that I liked and I tried strongly to not be you know um against it from the beginning but i still was a little you know i still was like all right what do you well, got for me tom king look, show I, me what I, you're going to do
3: there I, I don't know if anybody can come up with like from the top of their heads there's certain creators that we do have personal bias against because we haven't liked other things that they've done so mm-hmm. like if i mm-hmm. was approached with hey here's a new rob liefeld book hmm. i'm going to have real harsh preconceived notions as to the failure of storytelling and or art style yeah. But it could be the best thing that's ever been created. Sure. And it's going oh. to take a bit for me to actually, like, get into it to realize what is good about it. And I mean, and I definitely I was, like, like, personally.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, but I mean, everything, you know, it's all subjective. There's no good Absolutely. other than what we like. But, um, uh, you know, and, and and it's definitely, like, Tom King was doing what he wanted to do. But every time some bad thing happened, I was, like. All right, here we go. You know, like, all right, now let's let's get going for the next bad thing. I know it's coming, just like I suspected, another bad I, thing. I, I <laughs> des- you know what I mean? I, and that's the story he was telling. That's what he wanted to do.
3: I desperately want you to read or I would like for you to read something of mm-hmm. his that is not steeped in continuity or I'd that, big two. I do that. For sure. Like yeah. read read the Sheriff of Babylon. Okay.
0: Or I've heard I've sorry, heard uh me. I think it, you and, and another friend of mine said it's just a wonderful
3: mystery detective story during wartime. And it's, I mean, I I feel like maybe you would have a more or a less weighted experience. I might. You know, it's kind of like like The Punisher. I don't like The
0: Punisher at all, but I watch action movies where people behave exactly like The Punisher and they're fine. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I might, I might. And I mean, Batman Catwoman is great. Rorschach has been really good. It's not like I don't think he tells a good story. It's that when he... Like, what seems to be his story, as far as superheroes goes, is like, oh, I don't want to read this. But you're telling Mm -hmm. it, and I'm reviewing Mm -hmm. it for the show. (laughs) So, yeah.
2: I'm sorry you didn't like it.
0: That's okay. Um, You know, even in this, I can see there were things that I enjoyed. There were things that I thought were well done. And I'm glad that you guys did like it.
2: Especially Lynn, because
0: he seemed to really
2: like it. Oh, man, it's I, I just think it's the bee's knees. And I was also really surprised to see characters that I wasn't anticipating showing up, like Victor La Mancha. Oh, from, that was awesome. That was so cool. Um,
0: yeah, that was, was a downer that, too, right? Yeah, now but, he's gone. Um, <laughs> yeah.
3: So, uh, yeah, has man. Has he, well, only
0: he, for now. He'll be back.
3: Yeah. I was going to say, I think he's shown up in, in The has Runaways he, since this. Has yeah. he, the, This there is, is one of those there stories that rides. is... This is one of those stories that's in continuity, but people can use it if they want, which seems to I be gotcha. kind of, again, seems to be Tom King's sweet spot. Like, he plays mm. with continuity a lot, but maybe it isn't, maybe it isn't, who yeah. knows? Like, they I mean, don't really talk about it. I feel like Brian...
0: him wearing regular clothes. That's a cool, cool look, right? Yeah. The Vision wearing a, a suit and tie or a sweater vest.
2: Sweater cool. vest,
0: yeah. Mr. Rogers. <laughs> yeah.
2: um, I can understand where Brian's coming from on one regard, is that the vision himself towards the end of this book, I went, I guess this isn't an actual continuity. I, I, is this an alternate reality? Is this a dream sequence? Is this, like things were getting so bad that I was like, how are they going to have the vision be a character moving forward right. in the Marvel universe as a hero? Uh, and then, but then I thought that the way that they wrapped that up, I was like, oh, okay.
0: Right, now he okay. just has a dark secret. Yeah. We
2: just don't talk Something about Something he it. was willing to yeah. do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right,
2: yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But uh, so, yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought this was fantastic.
3: Right.
0: You know, I guess also, like, I would have really liked to really love this book. I was excited about it when I first heard about it way back when, but...
3: Let me give you a hug. Thank you. Well, <laughs> everyone Shaggy out there
2: in in, uh, in the Geek Nation, let us know what you think of The Vision by Tom King and Gabriel Walter. Uh, you can join us here every... Sunday at 10 30 a.m. where we go live and we talk about the week's books we haven't decided on what the so the last Sunday of every month is we you know we do a couple of the books from the week and then we do a book club have we decided what the next book's going to be after vision no I mean, we could, but we
3: could talk
0: that's, offline. yeah we usually don't
3: yeah <laughs> oh can um, I choose it Maybe. Uh, it depends
0: on what you're going to choose
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean what's your idea can we talk about yeah, it? What, what, do, what what do, it what is it what is it, what is it? Is it the history of the Marvel Universe? <laughs> oh
4: god! <laughs> no, it's you me, not. You want to
3: see it? It's right here.
4: <laughs> no, please Wait, don't. No, do
3: you have one of those? I do.
1: Wait,
4: <laughs> Lynn, while he's room?
0: distracted, <laughs> <laughs> he probably has one in every
4: room. Um, <laughs> the, the I want to propose this trade from a few years ago. I don't have the book right here, but it's called The Long Con. Oh. And and it's about, it it basically is about uh this zombie apocalypse happening in the midst of a comic book convention. Yeah, and it was I I found it to be like a a lot of fun. I think it might be a fun read.
2: That's it. We're well, going. Right. That's what yeah. we're doing. Let's do it. Although I think I don't know, I don't know if it's in print right now. I have to take a look and see if print. we can actually get copies of it.
3: Yeah. We um, this came up at a, a in person bookstore or book yeah. club once, and you looked it up. It's not in print. Yeah. can i before we go away can i say one thing so i back in november we 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 reviewed um kaiju score number one and i oh, kind of right. shit on it because i didn't enjoy it all that much at the time and you oh you i remember that long one con, you, you mentioned in long con reminded me i continue to pull it and i've been reading it i'm um, on issue three Changed my mind nice this is I one know. of those this is Very one of those good. books that like it took one issue to kind of grow on me and now it's just, like it's just a silly action movie and it's very mm. fun. So anybody interested in Kaiju Score, nice. go for it. It's going to be nice. it's going to be a fun little collection. Awesome.
0: Hey, while we're at it, can I say I watched the uh, first episode of Resident Alien and <laughs> it was fun.
3: Oh! It was good oh, I about it. Yeah. Actually, I love that. We a book club too. Yeah. We oh, do yeah, double yeah, book yeah. clubs this
0: month. Um <laughs> Wait, let's wait till the TV show is done so I don't know the story. Or do I want it in the comic? Ooh. I'm sure it's going
3: to be completely different considering the show's procedural be. in the comic.
0: Oh, is it not think. like that? Oh, Well, okay. I mean, um, yes
3: and no. I, okay. I read the first it definitely experience. wasn't what
0: I thought it was going to be. I thought he had, the characterization was going to be a little different. But there were some genuinely, truly funny moments. And, I mean, Alan Tudyk is like, whatever he's in, I'll watch. You know? Yeah. And he's great. Yeah. Anyway... So there we go.
2: I'm enjoying WandaVision.
0: Oh yeah, me too.
2: And the stand.
3: I haven't, I haven't watched it yet.
4: Stephen King's The Stand. I started watching mm-hmm. the stand and it didn't it didn't count. You wouldn't stand for it? No I had,
3: I had this notion of reading the uh, the Marvel adaptation before I started mm-hmm. the show. I got two trait I got like twelve issues into it. I think it's only like thirty five or thirty six. But uh, I mean it's fine.
2: Action figure expert says: Be sure to check out a movie called Velocipaster. Do not watch it. It's, 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 see, Don't he do. saw he
4: he was there on Thursday when we were riffing on it. The action uh, figure expert,
3: like watch, watch PG Psycho Gorman. Oh, it. watch PG Psycho Gorman. Yeah, that
2: was but, a bunch of fun. What the hell is that? I've never even heard of it.
3: Yeah, no, oh, it's uh, amazing. Is watch it PG
0: colon Psycho Gorman? Yeah, uh, that's it. Yeah, okay.
3: PG colon Psycho Gorman. Where is it? It's available digitally.
2: Mm. Yeah, I I rented it for like I think it was $3 on Amazon or something.
3: It's okay. uh it's not bad. It's like um Power Rangers but as a rated R wet puppet horror movie. Yeah, it's amazing. Wet Wait, puppet. Wet puppet? What genre yeah, you know is what? that? Uh, so <laughs> it's it's like a, a a subgenre in like the 80s of horror movies where oh. it was all animatronics and puppets but for some reason they always looked viscous.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay.
3: So like wet. a wet puppet movie. <laughs> yeah. So
0: that was not intentional. It was like a like spaghetti western. Well, I
3: mean,
0: yeah, Kinda. sure. Okay, but the, right.
3: like the puppets always had goo or wet texture to them. So it's like a wet oh.
0: puppet genre. So it, it wasn't just that the puppets didn't weren't made that well. It was that like they chose to put goo on oh, the yeah. puppets. Yeah, oh, I, so I gotcha. Got like, like,
3: got like like house or something like the, the big scary monster lady, sure. and she just was dripping with goo. So yeah, oh, wet yeah. puppet. Yeah. Oh, all right. It's a lot of
2: fun. It's a lot of fun. Basically, the the premise is this little girl and her brother find a hidden secret gem in their backyard, which controls Psycho Gorman, who hmm. is a uh, extra dimensional terrorist. He's like oh. a be like a giant monster. Uh, but because she has the thing, mm-hmm. is able to control him, and he has no choice but to do what she says. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very, very funny, very cute, um, but also very is, bloody.
0: She's like making him do things that he would not she's normally a, as a imag- an assassin do. Imagine I <laughs> like an
3: eight year old sociopath having the power of a god. Yeah.
0: Oh, so <laughs> she's not so great either. It's not she's a corn man, let's
3: have she's tea. A, okay. She's a straight okay. asshole and it's a <laughs> <Yeah. Okay. laughs> She's a dickhead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh,
2: it's great. Psycho Gourmet. Anyway, uh, you can tweet at me at Jado's Hero Complex. You can go to check out Brian Lieb at brianliebdesign.com. You can tweet at Noel at Mr. Bartocci. Uh, Len, you can tweet at him at the Bat Tribble, and you can find him any place that the Bat Tribbles exist, which is everywhere.
1: And uh, that's
2: it. Yeah.
0: The Milky Way Galaxy, home of the Bat Tribbles.
4: The the Black Tribbles as well The Black Tribbles, right (laughs) Also
0: of the Bat Tribble
4: (laughs) (laughs) Alright guys, I gotta gotta go run my
2: store Thank you so much for hanging out with us We will talk at you later, love ya Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert Check out all our shows Including the Cannibal Horror where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, no, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. <laughs> <laughs>